0: Good afternoon, I'm joined today by my colleagues, Ryan Devani and Miriam Arazi to discuss the latest developments on the VAT in the Digital Age proposal. So where we're at today is that the public consultation has closed and there has been uh, feedback from large business, industry groups, tax advisors and tax associations in respect of the three pillars in the proposal. We understand following that feedback it has been reviewed by the various member states and the EU Commission and as a result there is currently discussion regarding some changes to the draft proposals following uh, the receipt of feedback from the various groups. Today we're going to focus on the feedback received in respect of single VAT registration and digital reporting e-invoicing. Ryan perhaps you can give us an insight as to feedback received and what potential changes are coming down the line in respect of single VAT registration.
1: Yeah absolutely Uh, thanks Michelle. Um, Yeah so with regards to the single VAT registration area um, uh, by and large um, the proposals have been um, very much welcomed um, particularly by business obviously uh, the overall Uh, principle of the single VAT registration areas to reduce foreign VAT registrations and reduce compliance cost burden which of course uh, has been welcomed um, by uh, businesses uh, in in all industries. Um, I think some of the areas of of, uh, critical feedback uh, which we'll look at in a little bit more detail has been on the limited scope, uh, a little bit of um, lack of clarity. Uh, within specific areas, and some of the consequences of reducing VAT registrations, namely being uh, the recovery of VAT on, per, on, on, on purchases, uh, and how, how that's going to impact businesses after 2025. So to look at some of those specific areas in a little bit more detail, um, well, one of the large areas of the single VAT registration changes uh, was the mandatory application of the domestic reverse charge Uh, for local B2B supplies of goods made by non-established suppliers. Uh, And likewise there was a lot of feedback coming out of the public consultation uh, in this area. Uh, In the main businesses had requested clarification uh, from the Commission as to whether or not the non-established supplier could voluntarily disapply the domestic reverse charge and choose to charge VAT, or whether the non-established recipient of a supply would be able to voluntarily VAT register uh, to enable its supplier to use the domestic reverse charge in both cases uh, to avoid being in a situation whereby the business was incurring foreign VAT uh, in a particular member state without having a VAT registration through which it could recover, uh, and thus its only avenue Uh, for recovery of that VAT being through uh, a VAT Directive Reclaims process. With regards to the EU Commission's um, uh, feedback on this area, uh, well, the EU Commission has already made changes to this area of the proposal, uh, namely to remove that optionality clause um, with regards to the domestic reverse charge and to make the application uh, of the domestic reverse charge mandatory uh, in all cases where the uh, specific conditions are met. Um, the EU Commission acknowledged that originally they had included uh, that optionality clause to give businesses flexibility uh, to choose to charge VAT and remain VAT registered uh, to avoid uh, being in a VAT repayment repayable position and to avoid VAT directive uh, reclaims, etc. However, um, the feedback that the EU Commission received from EU member states uh, was that some member states weren't comfortable uh, with including the optionality of the reverse charge. Uh, they felt there was a potential for confusion for business, uh, for different potential VAT treatments to arise uh, as a result, uh, as well as the fact that in some member states, it would have increased uh, potentially the number uh, of non- non-established businesses paying over Uh, VAT, which of course the EU member states wanted to avoid. Um, In addition, uh, the feedback from businesses within the VAT expert group was that optionality could also cause uh, issues for businesses uh, in terms of uh, when a business would need to charge VAT, when it would need to apply the domestic reverse charge, uh, and they felt that that could create confusion uh, among businesses with the potential for VAT exposure uh, for those businesses Another area of the single VAT registration pillar, uh, which received some feedback uh, from the public consultation, was with respect to the transfer of own goods, one-stop shop. Um, So whilst businesses were generally very positive about being given the opportunity to simplify the reporting of movements of goods between member states, businesses questioned the exclusion of capital goods from the transfer of our scheme, as they felt that it uh, would technically increase compliance for businesses involved in moving capital goods in comparison with those that don't. Uh, they'd also raise some concerns around uh, EU member states' uh, differing interpretation uh, of what capital goods were, meaning that businesses who might be on the fringe in some member states um, would would not be able to effectively use the, uh, use the transfer of own goods one-stop-shop scheme. In terms of the EU Commission's response uh, to that feedback, uh, well the Commission has indicated that the exclusion of capital goods from the one-stop-shop scheme has been removed from the proposals uh, due to uh, the difficulties and issues that were raised by by businesses, um, which means that businesses moving capital goods should be able to use um, the transfer of own goods one-stop-shop from 2025. Uh, the only remaining exclusion from this scheme uh, will be the movement of own goods for which the right to full VAT recovery is restricted. Outside of the uh, specific feedback to um, the public consultation, the EU Commission gave an update uh, in regards to the transfer of own goods, uh, one-stop shop uh, and the extension um, of the deemed supplier model uh, for marketplaces uh, and the fact that the online marketplaces will be responsible uh, for reporting uh, movements of own goods of online marketplace suppliers uh, as part of the proposed changes. Uh, the EU Commission um, advised that EU member states um, uh, are not especially comfortable with this. Um, I, I think one of the key concerns for member states is the fact uh, that potentially you would have then foreign, um, uh, foreign marketplaces. Uh, due to report transactions potentially for some uh, established traders. Um, the EU Commission advised that they are currently in discussion uh, with the member states to reach an agreement uh, on, the, um, on, on what the full scope of the uh, deemed supplier model with regards to movements of own goods will be uh, and I expect that we will receive uh, an update uh, on that point in due course.
0: Thanks Ryan that's very useful to get uh, an insight into the feedback and of course the proposed changes that the Commission are currently working on. I understand however that there is a number of areas that are of concern uh, for businesses um, which has been outlined in the public consultation review which the Commission are currently not working on at the moment or at least we understand there's no plan to have proposed changes in respect of those areas that have been raised?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, by far the biggest area of critical feedback coming from industry and advisory uh, is with regards to um, VAT Directive uh, refund claims, or rather how to recover foreign input VAT. And of course this is um, uh, a symptom of reducing VAT registrations, the whole point of the single VAT registration uh, pillar. Uh, Reducing those foreign VAT registrations is going to increase um, the number of businesses uh, who who will be incurring foreign VAT uh, in specific member states and will have uh, no VAT registration in order to recover same. Um, so, uh, the main feedback um, from the uh, industry around these points uh, is really the current difficulties uh, with that VAT Directive Reclaim procedure. Um, concerns were raised around the uh, general administration uh, of VAT reclaims, as we know, uh, high level of ev- evidence um, which you require um, specific deadlines, this kind of thing. And, and, and just the general overall cash flow disadvantages that businesses uh, will face from going through this uh, mechanism of, 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 of claiming a of VAT refund. Um, they did raise concerns uh, about uh, lengthy delays in particular member states as well um, and had asked or made recommendations uh, that perhaps the EU Commission uh, can look at the current processes in each member state and look at whether or not potential improvements can be made. Um, there were also suggestions from the e-commerce sector who are using the one-stop shop uh, that perhaps uh, those businesses using the one-stop shop and needing to use uh, the current uh, directive reclaim portals that those could somehow be uh, more closely linked. Um, as you say, Michelle, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, as you say, Michelle, um, these points have not been uh, addressed at all by the EU Commission. Uh, of course, we know that in principle, they're not part of the single VAT registration uh, changes, as we say, they're, they're a symptom of them, almost. Um, and so it remains to be seen uh, whether or not the EU will address uh, some of the feedback coming from this, this area. Um, definitely in regards to the uh, what is now the full mandatory application of the domestic reverse charge with no uh, optionality in terms of maintaining a registration and charging VAT. Uh, we do think that the um the input uh, the input vat refunds and, and vat directive reclaim's um will become a lot more important potentially um uh, and thus i'm i'm sure it's an area that businesses will be looking at uh, and perhaps that the eu commission should look to respond to
0: thanks ryan now moving on to the feedback received in respect of the digital reporting and e-invoicing miriam i understand that a lot of the issues raised by the groups in respect of digital reporting and e-invoicing was in respect of the two-day deadline for the issuance of the e invoice and also for the transmission of the detailed data to the VAT authorities. Could you give us some background as to the issues raised by the various groups and if the Commission is planning on making any changes to resolve some of the issues raised uh, from the public consultation feedback.
2: Thanks Michelle, exactly right. Um, the two days deadline uh, is the topic that attracted uh, the biggest number of concerns from the public consultation. In overall 54% of the business group, um, were against this topic, and only from business associ- association or federation, over seventy percent were against this uh, um, proposal. Um, from a business perspective, in fact, they don't understand; it's not really clear what is the objective and the justification for setting a very short time frame for issuing invoice. Again, if we think about now at the moment, business have uh, up to forty-five days for issuing their intra-community invoices and this will move to two days. So it's a big request and such oblig- obligation would raise major complexities and would require huge resources from business that also sometimes still use manual process for recording deliveries. And of course this will have an impact on a timeline of issuing the invoices. But also, as you said, the 2 days deadline is for reporting. So this will impact the AP side of the process. And this requirement will lead to a situation where companies would report purchases invoices to the tax authorities even before any internal review process has taken place or even before that the company has actually received those goods. So reporting without any actual verification or review is not only against any Current AP process, but will might lead to many correction um, um, once the, the review has taken place. Also, would request uh, um, additional investment uh, from the business um, because in order to automate their their whole process, as in the proposal is aiming to automate the process of receiving, validating and passing the invoice into the system, might require additional integration with vendor management solution when there is a PO in in place, or might not even be possible such an automated process. So manual review will still be required, especially in case there is no PO uh, in place. Um, Connected with this, so the, from the EU Commission, it seems that they have taken uh, on board the feedback from um, the public consultation. And in fact, they are uh, uh, saying that the two days deadline for issuing invoices, it could actually become flexible because not, is not so relevant uh, from the overall um, aim of the proposal. Um, and they are thinking also to change the model At the moment, it is a decentralized model. They are thinking to move to more a central model where there's going to be a platform. It could be a public or a private platform where business can exchange e-invoices. At the same time, the platform will be responsible for sending those uh, data directly to the tax authorities.
0: Okay, thanks, Miriam. So that's interesting. So now we're really looking at the data being transmitted directly once the e-invoice is issued, if I understand correctly, that that's something that the commission is now going to look towards rather than having a two-day deadline for the issuance of invoice and two-day deadline for the submission of the data to the tax authorities. Exactly.
2: So that This is being moved more to a real-time reporting as opposite to a quasi-real-time reporting that they were um, advising before. And this will be more in line with the... Um, a system that are currently in place uh, uh, or they're being soon um, implemented in countries like Italy
0: or France, Poland. Okay, so the importance now for businesses will be ensuring that everything is correct uh, upon the issuance of the invoice because while the deadline might have been very short in terms of the issuance of the invoice with two days in which to transmit the data now everything will be done upon the issuance of the e-invoicing even if they have more time to do it allowing them have flexibility maybe with having certain validations and checks done before the invoice is raised.
2: Exactly right so the the business uh this importance, since we are moving towards more e-reporting and e-invoicing, the business will have to ensure that they um, they issue the invoice in a correct way, so the quality of the data and the tax determination is right first time. And, um, however, from the AP side, there has to be an automatic process in place uh, for receiving the e-invoicing from the portal and uh, where possible, validate automatically against the system and um, posting to to the ERP.
0: Okay, so other than the two-day deadline uh, for the invoicing and digital reporting, I understand that there has been concerns around the removal of summary invoices and Again, I think from the various groups, there has been huge pushback in terms of removing summary invoices from the legislation. Exactly. So
2: the abolition of the summary invoices was, again, another very top uh, hot topic across the public consultation and uh, with concern being raised from uh, by almost 50% of the overall group and uh, over 65% of business association. Many business sector, in fact, they widely use the periodic or summary invoices. is not only a major simplification tool for business of all sizes, but there is often no other way to carry out business without summary invoices when huge amount of goods or services are uh, provided in a small, uh, in a given time frame. If we think about wholesale sector, food sector, and so on, summary invoices, in fact, allow time and cost saving for companies, simplify record keeping for both suppliers and customers that reduce error in invoicing but also allow a better management of cash flow for clients and suppliers. So, from the latest feedback of the EU Commission, it seems again they have taken on board that this uh, concern and it, they are thinking actually to uh, leave the possibility for business to issue summary invoice so this
0: um, removal might not actually take place so we'll see. Thanks Miriam. So I guess overall it's very positive that the European Commission has taken um, on board the feedback from the various business groups um, in respect of single VAT registration and of course digital reporting and e-invoicing. There is however I understand a number of issues that haven't been addressed by the Commission and There has been a lot of um, concern raised by the SME sector in terms of the implementation timeline. And they were hoping uh, for a more phased approach, similar to other countries introducing e-invoicing in terms of the size of the business so that they would have uh, more opportunity to uh, develop a a system and to be able to be compliant uh, with the, the new rules. Of course, we will need to wait and see if the Commission will actually introduce a phased approach based on turnover. Moving to the next stages in terms of the process. So the proposed legislation and any amendments made since the uh, initial proposal uh, in December 2022, they will now need to be approved by all of the Member States at the ECOFIN meeting, which I understand is due to take place in October. Of course, it's it's not clear if all elements of the proposal will be approved by the member states and if indeed the implementation date for the single VAT registration, so uh, January 2025, or for digital reporting in 2028, if those dates will actually remain. So finally, uh, thanks to you, Ryan, and to Miriam for your thoughts. Um, no doubt we will have plenty more discussion around uh, the impacts for business uh, over the coming months, even years in respect of the Vida proposals.